Shout out to Jeremy2003 for letting us use his instrumental entitled 18. Make sure to follow him, Kilo, Casper Sun, Sunday, and the entire Nuisance Collective on SoundCloud, Instagram, and Facebook. Ladies and gentlemen, and then there were two. Welcome back to the R&D Sports Podcast. It is the NBA Finals, and we have a tied series at 1-1. One and one. If we're talking about the finals record between the Cleveland Cavaliers and the Golden State Warriors, both teams were dominant this year, and this year's finals seem like it's going to be a dogfight, although some are saying it's going to be Golden State in the sweep. Both teams swept through their respective conferences, even though Cleveland lost one game to the Celtics in the Eastern Conference Finals. Both Golden State and Cleveland have been dominant throughout this year's playoffs. Tonight is game one. I have Cleveland winning. I'm an L.A. guy. I feel like the only team that matters in California is the Los Angeles Lakers. So me and LeBron have a common enemy. We're making a truth just this one time. I have the Cavs in six. I just feel like they have been more dominant than a Golden State has this playoff. LeBron James is looking scary. I don't know what he ate. Kyrie Irving, if you saw him in the post-game press conference when they won the Eastern Conference Finals, he looks primed and ready to go against the Golden State Warriors tonight. However, I have a man sitting across from me in Daniel Sheffield. Who is your pick for the NBA Finals? It's Golden State. I don't man. like you. <laughs> you already knew that before we yeah, started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> give me, give me your reason, man. Why? Okay. Golden State has a better record. A better starting five, and they are, they are just they are untouchable. This entire playoffs, they have been untouchable. And whenever I'll, I'll give I'll give it to you this way. So you remember back in the off season, right? Whenever uh, the Chicago Cubs and the Cleveland Indians were playing, Cleveland was up three one against the Chicago Cubs, right? And then Steph Curry. Went to one of the games just to see Cleveland blow a 3-1 lead. Cursed them. Right. Cursed them. Cursed them. That, for me, set the entire tone for the season, the playoffs, and now the finals. So, okay. So, I think that Kevin Durant, Kevin Love, and uh, uh, Steph Curry, obviously, right. are all in it. Just to get revenge. This is this is a revenge play. Okay. I I am I am definitely about it. Well, both teams, I'll say that both teams did get Golden State got nine days rest, Cleveland with eight days. And I feel there is a bunch of storylines. I feel like this finals is going to be great. I'm thinking, because like you said, it seems like Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, Steve Kerr, I feel like those guys understand. I don't know if. Kevin Durant understands just the weight of it. But I think he may understand the weight if you're talking about this guy's gone 10 years throughout his career and hasn't won a chip. We really haven't given him the LeBron James just tough nose. Why haven't you had a chip? We're not asking that every year. Now, he did go to the finals. I think he was 23, but he lost to Miami, so we called him. We gave him a pass because he was a baby. But now... You chose the team, you picked the players, you're in a winning situation, this is your second time back in the finals, if you look at LeBron James, this is his opportunity to probably 
beat Goliath because this is a Cleveland's the underdog, which I I feel that's crazy for them being the defending champs. You're an underdog. Steph Curry really hasn't been Steph. Like he wasn't that 73 and 9 unanimous MVP Steph. He hasn't been that throughout this season, even though he's having a good playoffs. Who would you say is under more pressure to win for their legacy? Would you say it's Kevin Durant, who chose the team, who left Russell Westbrook to go to Golden State? Would you say it's LeBron James, who has an opportunity to probably surpass, like Charles Barkley would say, Kobe, if he wins this title? Or is it Steph Curry, who has to get his life, quote-unquote, he has to get his life back, he has to get his team back and show that, yes, I was... A unanimous unanimous MVP for a reason. Who's under more pressure? Um, under more. Okay, so I'm gonna take I'm gonna take this two ways. So okay. the original question: Who's under more pressure? Steph Curry. Okay. Um, and like you you just said it perfectly. He hasn't been playing up to his fullest potential, right. and he's definitely fallen a little bit down uh, since being voted unanimous MVP right. last year. But as far as extending their legacy. LeBron James. Okay. And you see, and I told you this before we started. You know, uh, you have. I see guys here in Jacksonville wearing LeBron James jerseys. Right. Out in Texas, people wear LeBron James jerseys. Right. Like his reach, his sphere of influence right. is so massive. He makes he makes fans of uh, like out of out of people who have never stepped foot in that region of the country. Right. Uh, I, I think Steph Curry. If he doesn't do well in this fight, even if they lose, they take the six or seven games. Right. And Steph Curry comes out guns a blazing, right. and he's he's got over sixty percent shooting percentage, and, right. he's, and he's hitting threes from downtown all right. day. Like he will do just fine. I don't think that he's looking to win the MVP this year, obviously, but okay. but uh, he has the most to lose if he doesn't uh, perform as well, because people will start to question, "Well, Steph Curry lost his touch." Right. Right. And so that's what I fear for him is if he doesn't perform well, if he doesn't uh if he doesn't Steph Curry the situation. If he doesn't. And then um then he may find himself in a position where uh he could get uh, a pay reduction, he could be questioned by the fans mm. or by the upper management. Mm. But uh I I don't mm. know. We it is it is a little too early in the game to tell. Uh, right. Tonight is going to be a definite answer for sure. Right. I don't I don't... You do have a point, because I don't know if I want to go that far where they're just saying, we may have to pay you less, because I still think he's probably... He's one of the best players in the NBA. He's in the top five in the yeah, NBA, if sure. not top three. Right. If not top three. But I do think that he's going to need just to do a little bit more, but I feel like Kevin Durant's in his way, because I just feel, now with Kevin Durant going on the record saying that life isn't all about rings. If it really wasn't, then I think he would have stayed in OKC right. instead of going to Golden State. With Stephen A. Smith saying that, you know, you've gone practically 10 years and haven't won a chip, and we're saying you're one of the top two best players in the league, I think it's time for him to win a chip, and he's going to have to show up. But I feel like LeBron James has his number, because LeBron James, even though Kevin Durant was a baby in OKC when they went to the finals and played Miami, LeBron James took him to school, and I'm. <laughs> I don't want to say LeBron's gonna do the same thing he did to him, but I feel like it's going to be pretty telling. Game one, if Durant wants to guard LeBron James or not, but I do want to go to just 
Clay Thompson really hasn't been having a great um he didn't have a great Western Conference Finals. He averaged about 14 per game. He was shooting 38% from the field. He shot 36 from three. But I feel like he may be the X factor for this NBA Finals for the Warriors. If you're Mike Brown, Steve Kerr, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, Draymond Green, what are you telling this guy? Because I feel like this guy may not have all the confidence he needs to have. So what are you telling this guy to get him back in his rhythm for game one? So... Every series is different, and right. it's different for different reasons. Because uh, whenever you put yourself in a position like in the West, you start you start the first round. Right. Like your your goal is to get to the next round. Your right. goal is to get to the next round. Right. Your goal is to get to the uh, Western Conference Finals, right. and then from there is to get to the finals. So right. you're already there. You are right. at the finals, and now right. the next step is to win that coveted championship ring. So that right there right. should should tell it all. Right. Um. And I mean, we've seen Clay Thompson play very well throughout the season. Yeah. Or, or at least, at least better than you know. Well, he dropped sixty. <laughs> he dropped okay. sixty this season. Okay. I mean, come on. Yeah. Right. Okay. So we've seen him play at a level where he's very capable of being a dominant yeah. factor on that team. But um, it's going to go back to the beginning of Game One tonight with. Uh, how the tone is going to be set okay. with the big boys on stage, and okay. if he can be a good go-to man, right. you know, to go up the middle or shoot a couple threes, right. and if he can nail his assignments, okay. then this this should be no issue. And okay. and, and the the thing you got to tell him is, do you want that ring? That's motivation. Do you want enough. that ring, Daniel? Right. That's motivation enough. Right. Um. So with LeBron, if he if he if he slays the dragon. A lot of people have been saying it's better than MJ. Does he pass MJ? Is, is they in the same conversation? Does he pass Michael Jordan? I say no, ladies and gentlemen. No, he doesn't pass Michael Jordan. Um, but people are saying don't take rings into account. You said pre-show, don't take rings into account. So where does this put LeBron James if he wins this title? Does this put him past a Kobe? Does this put him past a Joe? Where, where does he sit? All right, so, like you said, we discussed this pre-show, but right. uh, he does not surpass MJ okay. for, I guess, like, for just being honest, you know, nobody's wearing LeBron James's shoe. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Also, but also, you know, uh, M- Michael Jordan is... Everybody wants to be Michael Jordan. Everybody wants to meet Michael Jordan. Sometimes be like, I dream right. that he is me. <laughs> right, exactly. And um, LeBron James is a very influential, fla- very intru- influential player. And you know whether he wins this series or not, okay. I I feel I feel as though he's gonna have a very strong fan base still. Um, he brought a championship last year right. to Cleveland. I, I there's nothing in my mind saying that he can't do it. That it just cannot be done. It's right. outside the realm of possibility. Right. But um, this this series and championship series in general right. are a, just a complete toss toss up because right. they are both very good in very different aspects of the game. Right. So um, LeBron James will not surpass MJ. Based on sheer amount of rings, okay. Um, it 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 all comes down to influence as okay. a player, okay. Uh, for for just fans at all, because I mean, like, if you talk to somebody who doesn't know basketball, right? Ask them to name one basketball player, 
It's MJ. Right. They, they know who Michael Jordan is. Right. Right. Well, let's, let's get the last question in here. I, I've been kind of with this whole super team thing. I don't know if that's great for the league. The balance of power is kind of off. You're not going to see different teams in the finals every year. This is the third year in a row with Cleveland and Golden State. In baseball, it's different. You can have the best players and probably still not make it to the World Series in baseball. In football, you may still not make it to the Super Bowl. In the NBA, you kind of know. The only difference is you start in October, you just wait until June 1st. Are super teams good for the NBA? Yes and no. Okay. And Okay, so they're bad because of what you just said. It kind of takes the fun out of competition. It's kind of predictable. You understand right. that uh, super teams have statistically on record uh, some of the best players to have ever played the sport, but right. also like uh, the other teams, like all the teams in the West, like half of the teams in the West you knew weren't going to make the playoffs out of the gate. Right. right, and so right. and so, uh, whenever you have super teams, it kind of it kind of makes it so you know I don't even want to watch the game because I already know Golden State. This playoffs win. wasn't the greatest of playoffs. Right, it really was. Right, I mean, let's it, be real. I I was upset. I had to wait a week. <laughs> to <laughs> ah! see oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I'm sure everybody else was too. Right, but they're good in the fact that everybody loves a good underdog story and like you said whenever the dragon finally is slayed whether it's this series or next year right you have to you have to look at it every empire falls every rome fell right Greece fell right tom brady is gonna fall Al- alabama fell Bridge. championship right so whenever it does even if you're not a fan of you know lebron james and the cleveland cavaliers if you see a team that comes in from the bottom and destroys from within. Okay. And there's nothing more satisfying than seeing a giant fall to an underdog. And that is why it's good. That that victory, that right. that is so, so sweet. And that's why I really don't understand why you have Golden State winning. But it's game one tonight. I want it. I want give, give me a score. Give me a score quickly. Just give me a score. Game one. Game one. Uh 109-107. Whoa! Yeah. Okay, I have Cleveland by 5, 115-110. Ladies and gentlemen, that is the R&D Sports Podcast. Tonight is Game 1. We'll probably be back on Game 5. Let's just say Game 5. Okay. We'll be back Game 5 to give kind of a recap throughout the whole series. This is R&D, RJ Saunders, Daniel Sheffield. Enjoy the NBA Finals. <laughs>